the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Mecca, Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter! Because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, she's wrestling. She's wrestling. To those who say we never go to local wrestling shows, we've proven that to be 100% false. We've gone to one, well, two or three this year. So you're not out of touch. I am completely in touch. I am dialed in. All three of us were there. Yes. Well, yeah. One of us went as far as to get in the (laughs) ring and cut a promo with Marty Goldstein. It was me. The picture is all over the internet. Sure. What did you have to say there? I guess you're coming back. Well, you said it was the world's worst kept secret. It is the world's worst kept secret. Well, I didn't know what I was doing until I got there. There was a greater chance you were going to be in you were going to be in a wrestling match by the end of 2023 than I was promoting a show. I would agree with that. Yeah. But I honestly had no idea. I I told Are you saying you're better fit to wrestle a match than I am to promote a show? Oh. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> think about that one. That's for a actually an interesting question. I'll, uh, I'll go with yes. Yeah, well, you are you are looking good. You've, have you leaned out? And, I have, actually. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed you're dieting. Just ordered my new gear yesterday. Did you did you cut back on pizza by chance? I did, yeah. That's yeah. what I wondered. Okay. No, but I didn't know, honestly, guys, when we recorded this, we record Thursday nights, and when and I... And rec- Friday at morning, you had, what did they call it? Uh, epiphany. Epiphany. You know what? You know... Epiphany. Who, who helped me? He must have been on the toilet. I called Andy Lewis. Who didn't take your call? Kayfade me, said he would call me. You know, he's he works for the, much like I work for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, he works for the Edmonton Elks. I wanted his input. So he's probably just as busy as I am. Yeah, I uh, I called everybody. I, I've, I've, I've been struggling with this for, since June. Yeah. And the last month specifically. And I honestly. And then you I, decided to do it. I told Danny on Thursday, the day we recorded, I said to him, the answer is no. But the answer is Yes. The answer is yes now. Yeah, you're doing the Rumble to remember. I'm going to win the Rumble to remember. Yes, and then you're going to go into an angle, and then you're <laughs> going to wrestle some matches. Well, we'll see what happens from there. I'm guessing here. I have no idea what you plan to do. I, I was caught off guard by it. I thought we were going down to interview Jacques Rougeau, but Jacques didn't get to the venue till about 10 minutes before mm-hmm. we were supposed to interview him. We were supposed to get there to interview him before the doors open. So now... Danny's been kind enough to say that we can get Jacques on the show on a, on a phone interview at some point. I think Beautiful. We're, we're definitely going to take him up on that. We went to the CWE show. Great crowd. Mm-hmm. I would say 280, 275, which first week of September, I would take every one of those fans if I was Danny Duggan and CWE. And uh, I was struck by a lot of the show because I, I have not been to CWE for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. boy... What a fun show. Well put together. You know, I just enjoyed myself right from the beginning. See, and I'm going to say something. It's going to sound negative. It's not. I thought the show was well put together. I thought the guys knew what they were doing. I thought the guys put it together well. But what I have lost 
and, and Dave Cote is going to be screaming about this, is I don't get that same feeling when I get to a venue that I used to get. What's when, that feeling? I don't know. It's just different now. I used to be, used to be exciting, anticipating. Granted, it wasn't my show, so I wasn't going to get nervous. Mm-hmm. But I used to be excited to be around and, and see things. And, and in this case, it'd be, I'd felt like I'd been there and been there, done that, seen it all. Well, maybe the promoting game has passed you by then. That, that might be the closure that you needed. This I don't is probably need good for you. I don't need closure. <laughs> this is good. That means you're not going to run a show. I don't need closure. And I, I, I don't close the door to running a show. Although I, I more and more think I don't want to, but not because of this. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I had an opportunity. We, we connected with Rob Stardom before yeah. the show. I talked to Robbie Royce. We're going to talk about him a little bit longer, or a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit later. Um, I saw Danny. I saw Sanchez. Johnny I, Devine was there. I had there. a great talk. I didn't see Johnny because yeah. I left before yeah. he got there. Uh, I had a great talk with, with, uh, James Roth. Yes. That's your first encounter with James Roth. Yes. What a nice man. Yeah, great guy. Uh, we were both wrong about his age. I was Terribly too wrong. old. You were too young. He's in the middle. <laughs> what, what a nice guy too. Very nice Very guy, nice guy and to. humble. Yeah. yeah. And listener of the show. Cheeks. Yeah. Yep. Loved getting to talk to Cheeks. He's what a, a nice young man. He's yeah. A good dude. Great baby face. Um, Marty Goldstein and I talked politics, not wrestling politics, but actual Manitoba election oh, politics, wow. which was great. Marty's dialed in. Um, one of the things I saw before the start of the show, Royce and, all, and ATM are at the edge of the gimmick table. All the guys are out there selling merch. I'll say something about that in a second. Royce and ATM are at the end of the table and Red Hot Summer is cornered. They can't get out and they have to go across the room. So rather than just awkwardly walk by the people they're going to be in a tables, ladders, and chairs match with, they this and I have a lot of great things to say about Sammy Peppers as a professional. He gets it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> they grace they gracefully slid under the table and not like crawled. This was like he, stealth mode. Yeah, like yeah. he just <laughs> one second he's walking towards, and then all of a sudden he went under the table all in one fluid motion. Him and his partner. What's his partner's name? Bryce. Bentley. Yes. And actually, I should probably, I, I didn't mention them last week when I was talking about kind of the usual suspects as far as the new crop of talent. Yeah. Those guys are very, very good, but I was thinking more singles wrestlers. They, they are the might be one of the best babyface tag teams in local yep. wrestling. They have very good presentation. Right up there with Assisted Suicide, I would say. Assisted Suicide was very good for business when they first got into Winnipeg. They helped the CWF go on fire um, as a young crop. But these guys are so charismatic and they look like they're having fun. Yeah. And that's very important. Um, And so I'm going to dial something back I've said about guys selling their own merch and it looking hokey. Mm -hmm. What I saw was that I didn't see guys, you know, like almost like the carny circuit where they're trying to get you to play a game that they know you're going to lose your money on. Mm Mm-hmm. It it wasn't hokey. It wasn't greasy like that. They the guys are there. They're they they wait for the fan to come to them, and then they interact, which is good. And it's not as it's not as greasy as I might have thought it to be. Where, you know, like I've seen Honky work his own table. I've seen Virgil work his own table. Where it's like you're walking by, you have no idea who they are, and they start cutting a promo on you. They start like hawking. Like yeah, start a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hawking is the word. Yeah. The wrestlers aren't doing that. So Dave Cote, you might be right. I might be wrong. You're softening then. I am softening on that so one. So you're wrong twi- two weeks in a row now. Well, 
I don't know if he's. I don't, I, did he say I, he was wrong there? Though I didn't streak. say I was wrong. Yeah. What a streak! I no. said Dave Cote might be might be right. right. That's not saying uh, I'm wrong. Rewind the tape there. Uh, it's just yeah. yeah scroll, don't rewind. Scroll Do back not. on whatever platform Do you're listening not. to. Scroll back a little bit. Yeah. So, but what I will say, a lot of the guys mentioned the promoter has so many feet of table. And then you see one wrestler had one single row of stuff. <laughs> and and they're kind of complaining that the Danny's hogging a lot of the table space. So. I did pick up my Mentolo stuffy. Yeah, I should. I wanted to get his, he's got a, uh, he's got a Funko he, Pop coming out. Yeah, he's got a sick, what a, I guess, what do you say? A three foot tall yes. one, but they're That's, all sold out. Oh, okay. I yeah. wanted one of those, so I settled for a, a smaller one. What but did man, it cost got, for the smaller one? Uh, it's 25 bucks. That's a you good know, price. He's I'm, got some good merch yeah. there. I yes. meant to get over and get some from him. I'm going to have to get some. I did buy some merch from uh, Bubbles McFly and from Rob Stardom. Yeah. He's got some awesome t-shirts. Mental has some really cool t-shirts. He has done it all in yeah. the year 2023, and probably this has been growing for a couple of years. But he has done everything right in mastering his character, becoming yep. a real-life cartoon character, and having the merch to back all those efforts. Yep. He's doing everything right. I had a great chat with him for about an hour backstage about everything that's been going on with his career this year and I'm the con- AEW stuff. And I'm confused about something, though. What's that? If anybody ever owed somebody something in the wrestling business, mm-hmm. everybody owes me because I put them on TV at some point or another, or pay-per-view. <laughs> Y'all owe me, and you don't ever give me the credit I deserve. But, and that was facetious, but <laughs> Mentolo took a very young and green Kenny Omega in 2000 and 2001. Mm-hmm. If Mentolo doesn't take a leadership role with Kenny Omega, he is left to fend, with him, fend for himself w- with Vance Nevada as the leader. The difference between Ronnie Attitude, we had a great talk with Ronnie. Yep. The difference between Ronnie attitude and how Ronnie developed into a very good baby face junior heavyweight and Kenny Omega becoming a very, a generational wrestling talent is that Mentolo took a lot of time, invested a lot of energy and helped make this guy amazing. Kenny Omega. Yep. And there's no one who can deny that. And Kenny Omega better not ever deny that. The reason why the first match at commencement of cool March of 2002. March 3rd. Yes was Kenny Omega versus Mentolo is because as the booker, and it was solely my decision, I knew the match couldn't screw. It would tear it up. Yeah, there was nothing that could go wrong when you put those two in the ring. So I would say if Kenny Omega has the power to get somebody a contract, stop making it these Japanese female wrestlers, stop making it these Japanese wrestlers you've come across on your journey there. Do something for a guy from Winnipeg. Get Mentolo a contract, finally. Agree, he deserves it. Agree wholeheartedly. And, I, you know, we talked about the Montreal date coming up in December, and he's going to, you know, make sure he stays on top of that and and make sure that, uh, you know, that, you know, he saw a pretty good spike in his Instagram follows and, and things like that. So he's going to make sure that he uh, stays on top of that and um, he's on their radar. But, um, you know, one thing he did, t- he did, you know, and I, I, I really, we had a very private discussion and i'm not gonna so tell us all i'm not gonna divulge <laughs> what did he say many of the details but i will say one thing <clears throat> that really um it was really pretty uh touching actually and he had mentioned back in march or yeah march i guess when aw was in winnipeg there was his match got canceled with uh kenosuke Takeshita, and i think there was some reluctance to put him in the ring based on the fact that he was a local guy and he could get a pop um and then, you know, circumstances are he was in Saskatoon and then he was booked again through Kenny. 
and he got that same match, albeit different circumstances with what it was going on with Takesha at the time with Don Callis. And he came out there and I guess the office didn't really think that they didn't really think too much about it. He's, he's booked as an extra type thing. But and they did an angle. They did a little bit of a mini angle and he got a pop. And I guess they're not aware that CWE does a lot of touring across Western Canada and Mentolo has wrestled in Saskatchewan many, many times. And I think, you know, when he talked about that little, that pop that he got, that really, it was really meaningful to him. And he actually started, you know, tearing up about it because here's a guy who's been wrestling since 1997, hasn't really taken any time off, has put all, like, his blood, sweat, and tears into this whole thing. Trained young talent. Trained young talent. Has, you know, grinded to get where he's where he's at. And uh, he had a little acknowledgement from the crowd and that really meant something to him. And, you know, it was, it was pretty touching actually to see and, you know, for Mentolo very well deserved as we all know. Absolutely. One thing about Mentolo in, in Saskatoon getting a pop, I can tell you by the amount of people who send us pictures and, and feedback about the crowd size and everything else, there was a lot of people who knew who Mentolo was in that crowd yeah, for sure because per capita that crowd was only about three or four three thousand maybe 3500 and we probably got about close to 100 reports from people who were there mm-hmm. so that will tell you that per capita just by reaching out to us how many people would know who mentalo was a lot of bees sheezers in saskatchewan is oh what yes you're saying. well hey the listenership has been very good to us lately growing um something happened at the cwe show that what was Johnny Devine doing there before we get into the serious? Yeah, I was just, I was chatting with somebody. Recently retired Johnny Devine. Yeah, I was just chatting. Living in Winnipeg again? No, no. Oh. He's just, he was visiting some family and um, I was just behind, I think this might have been very close to the time when I was coming through the curtain and then he just walked back there and we both started laughing and I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, what are you doing here? I go, it's a great question. I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, so, but yeah, he, Johnny Devine came down and he stuck around for, you know, I think he's, Stayed for maybe half the show. He was watching the matches on the monitor in the back. Scott Scott Carnegie, friend of the show, set up a, a backstage monitor, which was very cool. I love that. Yeah, like, yeah so cool. wow, like um, major league, right? There's a camera, so all the boys can watch all the matches in the back, and it was awesome. So, um, yeah, kind of cool to see Johnny Devine there. You know, yeah. So as he's going into retirement, you're coming out of retirement. Well, I. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and another man that's probably going to be looking at <laughs> considering retirement is Robbie Royce, who, of course, that should be our top story. Yeah, yeah for sure. It is. Um, team Impact is in a in a tag team tables, ladders, and chairs match against Red Hot Summer, mm-hmm. and Royce took a bump into the ladder from what I saw on video. It was from See, the Spanish fly. Yeah, seem, when he threw him into the ladder? Nope. It was a Spanish fly oh. off the top rope onto Bentley, who was laying on the ladder, which was laying in between the ladder rung and the middle rope. Oh, okay. It was not, it was not pretty. And it led to fractures? Yeah, he's got his C2 through C7 vertebrae. Fused together. Have been fused together. There's a rod now. Yep, and he sent uh, pictures. They're and gruesome. They're pretty bad. And he's his mobility is not great. Um, I, he's in a F load of pain. Yeah, and yeah. you know that's what he told me. 
he said he said something to me we were texting and i think he said something like yeah i'm pretty much like i won't be able to make the rest of my bookings in september but i should be back in october and i'm thinking he's got to be joking i hope he's joking because this is like this is a serious neck injury and like these aren't like those nice fiberglass ladders that you see on television no. like this like i actually question even doing a ladder match in that environment because the ladders weren't tall. They weren't impressive looking. The roof was low. The ring is sixteen foot, well, so it's it, the. I'm not. I'm not going to be critical because I. I'm very sympathetic to my sure. friend, but in a sixteen foot ring, if you do a ladder match, there is much greater chance that that ladder is going to hit the ropes funny, because you don't have a clearance space. Yeah. For it, you got to have the right environment to do a TLC match. You need to have a twenty foot ceiling. Mm-hmm. So that they actually have to reach to something. Yeah. And uh, I think it could have been, they could have done that tag team match in a different manner that could potentially have not yielded an injury like this. Well, right. I have so many questions and I but, should ask him direct as opposed to posing them on this show. I'm sympathetic to him. I feel terrible for him. Of course. How like he's going to be off work for how long? Four weeks for sure. Well, it was a major neck surgery. Something yeah. to consider as well. C uh, two and C seven are pretty high up on the on the spine. The higher up on the spine you go, the less ch- likely you are to do anything that is going to require contact. C two and C seven are pretty high. So yeah, uh, I mean, I wish him the best, but boy, it doesn't look good. But I mean, that's a guy. I mean, man, that's a guy who was really like. He's done it all. He's done it all. He's been around for so long. Like, I guess we're going on close to 30 years now. The best. The nicest guy. And you know what? This is a guy who, when he gets out there, he just doesn't know how to go half speed. He gives his heart. He gives his soul. He leaves it all out there. And this is what a lot of fans don't understand that, you know, he goes out there and wrestles a 12-minute match and you go home happy and that was pretty cool. He's got to walk around now with C2 to th- C7 with the next fused yep. for the rest of his life. Most people from 20 to 30 slow down a little bit, from 30 to 40 slow down a little bit, from 40 to 50 slow down a little bit. So from 20 to 50, it's noticeable. Yeah. This is a guy that refuses to try to change how he wrestles. And... It's so admirable, but it's scary. I would have you know? ex- this is what I would have expected from Robbie Royce in 2001 when CWF was doing extreme wrestling at La Rendezvous. Not a guy that's 50 years old now should be winding down and still working when he wants to, but doing matches where he's working with young guys to make them better. Yeah. This is where he's like, I almost feel like he felt like he had something to prove and he didn't know how not to prove it. Yeah. And he had nothing to prove. Right. Like, and, nothing at all to prove. And again, we're saying this from a place of admiration. I'm saying this Absolutely. like his friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like I mean, I'm we're saying, concerned, now, right? Uh, granted, him and I didn't work together after uh, 1997, as far as I remember. But it didn't mean I, I didn't consider him a friend many, many, many times over the next 25 years. Of course. And I respect him. The guy helped break me into the business. This is a case where now I think about how my friend at 50 continues to earn a real life living. And I worry about 
you know, does he, he doesn't want to go out like that. So he's going to do whatever he can to wrestle again. These are things I worry about. And I love the guy and that's why I'm worried for him. Yeah. And that's why you don't hear me making any snide comments. Of course. Yeah. Is because like, I want him to be able to wrestle again. I want him to be able to write yes. his own exit the way he wants to. Yes. Hopefully not in a, in a match where he's going to do like death defying things. And I hope everyone who listens, fans, I hope wrestlers who listen and they're all listening because they all mentioned something they heard on the show to me quietly. <laughs> and then they say, I, I never listen. Yeah, I said, do not say that too loud because <laughs> guys like AJ will give you heat if you listen. But I want the wrestlers who listen to understand Robbie Royce was doing something because Robbie Royce wanted to be the Robbie Royce he's always been in the eyes of the wrestlers he wrestles with and the fans he who were paying to see him entertain. So you have to have an appreciation for it, but you also have concern for the guy, the man, Brent Stafford, not Robbie Royce. Right. And it comes with a cost, right? All this stuff comes with a cost. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks wrestling is like, well, not like the wrestlers or not a lot of the, you know, smart fans, but like this, this isn't ballet. It's not a trampoline. Like there's real things that can go wrong. And when you see a guy that you care about has given so much, yeah, you want to see him go out there and do his thing, but you also know, like you said, Mike, there's that afterlife. He's going to be around for another 30 or 40 years. He's got to have some quality left in those yeah. years. So that's why I've always pushed, hey, you know, Robbie Royce, I've said it on the show a couple uh, episodes ago. He's like the Shawn Michaels of Winnipeg. But, but with less to prove at this point. Right, but I think I would really like to see him, you know, we. I don't want to see some sort of catastrophic thing happen in the ring. I'd like to see him go out with his health on his terms on top and give back by training some of these guys and by maybe starting up a wrestling school. I think that really the local scene could benefit from that. I sleep on a pillow funny and I wake up with a stiff neck that hurts. This guy you saw me last week. Yeah, This <laughs> guy who we've all benefited from is now going to wake up every single day. With a neck that's more than stiff, let me just say. Um, but that's that's what happened at CWE. So we're hoping he, Robbie Royce, get well. Yes, and, I mean, um, we wish you the best, thoughts Robbie, are with yeah. you, and you're going to kick out of this. Yeah, I hope the recovery goes well. Let's talk about our favorite clown show. Uh-oh. Primos. Well, there's two clown shows this week we got to talk about. Primos you, is the first one. Okay, so... Uh, it is the better of the clown shows. We're not sure about we don't that. Know, we don't know that yet. The jury's still out. So Primos did the Red River Axe. We're going to get dragged for calling them the clown show, the, by the way. No, the, if, you, if, you, if you conduct yourself in a way that makes <laughs> that people is, say it. Clownish. Yeah, and yeah. that's what the industry peers who I've talked to. It's not my opinion. Okay. There were people who said it's a total clown show. And these are guys that are on his payroll that have said this. So he went to the Red River X Fall Fair. And he claims he had a guarantee. Mm-hmm. There's a conflicting story to this. Yes. He claims he had a guarantee. One of his wrestlers walked around outside of the designated beer gardens with a beer, which led to security. I've heard this from security, a security professional who was there. Yep. Saw him with, he was spotted with a beer. They went to the, to the Red River X, like the, the, people who manage the Red River X, the executive. And according to Graham Keem, the guarantee got cut in half. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a terrible 
series of events because of the wrestler walking yes. around with a beer intoxicated. Yes. So one wrestler who who will hard, remain nameless, hard to control at the best of times. <laughs> was this a bring bring from home beer, or was this did he buy it from the beer garden? No, he probably brought it in his bag, but we don't know. I okay. don't know. Fair enough. That's so. But here's the problem. So now promoter goes to the boys and says, hey, the, the guarantee got cut because of that guy's actions. But because he's outed as a liar over the Marty Skrull thing a month before, the guys aren't exactly believing the guarantee got cut. They think the promoter's being greasy. This is why, as a promoter, you want credibility. You don't want to be known as somebody who lies about trivial bullshit. Because at the end of the day, you need to be able to Say to your guys, hey, unfortunate incident, wrestler A, who we all know has a habit of, perf- of behaving this way, cost us all money. We saw some of that behavior yes. this past weekend, yes. too, at the CWE show. Wrestler A, who has a habit of this behavior, just cost us all a bit of money because the guarantee got cut. You don't want wrestlers then saying, promoter's a liar. I don't believe that the money got cut. Yeah. Because then the, how are the wrestlers going to agree to, hey, I, you had bad luck, Mr. Promoter cut my pay accordingly and I'll have heat with him for costing us all money other, but in their mind, they're thinking this guy's dishonest. How are they supposed to believe him? Then on top of that, we have a wrestler who says that he was negotiating to get the show. Yep. So a rival bid on the show. And was this the same year? Was this next year? I can't remember what he said to us. I didn't ask him directly, but I've heard, I've heard the account either way. The word is that there might not have even been a guarantee and that, I know in the summer, Red River X, he definitely sold the show where no money for performing, but wrestlers would get wristbands. So wrestlers could go on rides at this. Which the wrestlers were fine with. So I'm not mad at the promoter. I think the wrestlers have to be a little bit more with it than that. If you're but the wrestlers, that, thought, wow. the wrestlers thought, the wrestlers thought, hey, there's going to be 10,000 people to Red River X. What if 1,000 people come watch wrestling? And that didn't happen. 100 came to watch wrestling because it was put together badly without a vision of what you want to do. If you're going to do a circus show, not be a circus, sh- like clown show, but if you're going to do a, and re- basically Red River X is like doing a circus show. There's all kinds of exhibits around you, all kinds of attractions around you, and you have to compete with all of them. How you should have done this, I said this two months ago, have Mentalo, have a, a, a big wrestler like Adam Knight, have a few wrestlers going around in costume and trying to attract people, handing out business-sized cards, saying, come to the wrestling show. If you like wrestling, come see what we're doing over there. But they didn't do that. They drew nothing. And then I said last week when I was saying something positive, I saw a great shot of Tyler James, and they had all the fans in a bleacher. The fact is, the sad part was, that was the 30 fans in the bleacher. There was no one on the other two sides of the ring. I see from another wide shot. So, So So just getting back to that one point. So my understanding is from the discussion that we had with said wrestler, he had a guarantee... On the show. He believes he had a guarantee. He believes he had a guarantee, but because Graham would do it for wristbands for the wrestlers, now... That's what he's saying. Yeah, that that money is now gone or not available for other promoters if a wrestler... Basically, basically like the infamous undercutting. That's, this yes, is how much... That is worse uh, than yeah, undercutting. That is the worst. Undercutting is... What is the price that the... What is the price you're prepared to pay? Yeah. Oh, well... And they know that they've right. guaranteed thirty five to the other guy. We're doing it for three thousand. I'll do it for twenty seven fifty. So it's eight fifty or seven fifty under what the other guy was going to get. 
Mm-hmm. They're already undercutting it when they give you the price, and you say, yeah. "Oh, well, I'll, I'll cut, I'll cut you a bit of a deal." So now price. it's zero dollars and wristbands, and they don't care about wristbands; they'll give those exactly. out to anybody and that, because it's that's the way it's going to be from now on too. Because that's how money works in this world. Yeah. If if you have a budget, if your mother and father give you five dollars to open up a lemonade stand, and you bring back four, guess what? Next year they're giving you four to open up the lemonade yeah, stand. So you got to burn that dollar. But actually, speaking of money, and you mentioned Adam Knight, <laughs> this is a little bit off topic. Do we have an update on our sponsorship package with Primo's No Wrestling? response. So money's pulled. Uh, you know what? It's September. We're past September 15th. I'm not sponsoring for two weeks of exposure. Okay. So nope. basically Primo's, again, talking money. They screwed up this guarantee. Money in your hands. Now you have money for a sponsorship, and now you threw that out and too. And I don't mean to take a cheap shot at Adam Knight. No business ever has said, I want to sponsor Adam Knight. I was the. We were the first... We were the only, and we will be the only ones. Get ready, Kevin O'Dalyi. No, uh, yes. no, it's over. <laughs> it's pulled. The money's pulled. Um, now I have another Primo story. We f- last week reported on CNWEA. That's the clown show number two. And we how they about. had the ring lined up and it went away. I'm told by a man reliably in the know, one of Louis Fon's, Louis uh, Hendrickson. Hendrickson's Hendrickson. closest confidants, that the person they thought they had the ring from was Primos. Yep. And the price went up $800 or up to $800 yep. in the week of the show. And of course, Louis couldn't come up with it. That's why the August show was canceled. Yes. Right. That same source has now told me that this upcoming show that I saw a poster of that is awful. September the 23rd. It will advanced, be in the event center. Advanced tickets, $25 tickets at the door, 30. The door. We do not endorse you spending money on this because we don't, I don't think people are getting money back from the last tickets they bought. I don't think they <laughs> sold more than 10 tickets. This show won't happen. Yes. So and they, by the way, there's no, there's apparently, Louis had said the only guys who are getting paid are three guys and what? then everybody else your pay, your pay is from the tickets you sell, and that's it. That's nineteen ninety five all over. Again. So this show isn't. I mean, this show isn't happening. We'll yeah. put it in the event center. Yeah, it's not happening. Do not buy tickets to this show until you get to the venue and see a ring. If you're that hard up to see local wrestling, now, here's what my source told me: that Louis has once again agreed to terms to rent the Primos ring. I believe Graham is going to pull it again. The show will not happen, and it's kind of a dick move by Graham to do what he's doing, but it's also a gullible move by Louie to believe that Graham's any different. Well, speaking of rings, did you see PCW was removing their ring from doubles this week on Twitter? I did not see that. I did not see that on Twitter. Was in storage for several years. They are removing their... The ring is being moved. Who tweeted that? PCW's official account? Yep. So that's to get us talking that maybe they're about to do something? I don't know what it is. But so probably what happened, the venue said, hey, your ring has been here. We need the space. Could you please move it? Apparently what happened was they were tight with management prior to COVID. They yes. were allowed to house some of their equipment at the bar. Yes. Doubles uh, Fun Club here in Winnipeg. And now that management has changed over, there's new management. They probably see this... <laughs> bag of yeah. garbage in the back and they're like we gotta get this thing out of here so they've asked them to remove it um so yeah pcw their ring is on the move somewhere we don't know where it's gonna go probably not for another show perhaps to cnwea Potentially, that would make sense right if he wants to make a few, few bucks a couple for bucks right rent rent out the ring on them in the meantime i mean yeah. why not well you know what i will say about that i think andrew 
is much like me at a place where what is there to prove by running a show, right? And if he, unless he has a venue that's ready-made and easy, I don't think that he's hungry to do it. So he's probably just sitting back and decided to tweet out a picture to get people like you and me and sure. you talking. Yep. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting to see some action from the PCW. Uh, and it seems to close the door on doubles being their home venue. I mean, I don't know if we could say that. Maybe they just wanted the equipment out of there. I mean, the ring obviously will take up a lot. I mean, you remember that ring. It's 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 a different ring than when we were there. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's got a lot of pieces to it, yes. if I remember correctly. So. I don't remember. We'll, we'll, they... we'll buy it. Be she's ring rentals. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> if that just was the case, fl- we'd buy an American ring. Just flat, no. Um, l- last thing we want to talk about tonight is the WPW promo. Mm-hmm. That is it the same one that I saw today that's black and white that's basically them talking up their angle to yeah, get people that's the, the Burt? Yeah, that's the new... 800 p- tickets have been sold. 800 plus tickets for uh, Rumble at the Burt, October 7th. Tyler Colton today said it would be the the, be- the best... The biggest. The I biggest think. independent wrestling show in the history of Winnipeg. I then commented, well, Andrew might say something about that. <laughs> Piece of cheese. And then Scott Carnegie corrected it. It's the biggest one without a major headline. Well, let's hope that they can sell it out, right? I think they're well on their way, but I they, mean. They are not. Okay, so this is different for them. Mm-hmm. They are used to having tickets sold out four weeks before. This is the hungriest I've ever seen the market tickets. This video today and wrestlers saying, get your tickets the tickets are available. They are pushing now. Now they it, have never had to push before. Did that name? We speculated several weeks ago that they, we know who we're talking about. Yeah. Could they still possibly announce that? I think or it's is too, it too late. late. I think it's too late. And they're just running with what they've got. They're, I think they've made a choice. I think. I think there's a lot of cost in this show. Yeah. And I saw that um, the the buy one get one done by True North yep. Entertainment, and. So we know that that didn't sell 100 tickets because I had heard they were at 800 before that and then they're at 800 this week. Tickets aren't cheap either. No. Uh, and I think the I think that, so if they sold 800, that's more than they sold for their museum show. Yep. And those people were willing to pay the top dollar. Yep. Now my question would be that the CWE ticket runs at $24, $25, right? If I'm not mistaken, 23. I think it's like, I think they do like it, it's in between 20, 20 advance, yeah. 23 at the door. Yeah, I th- it's 20 advance. I'm it's, pretty it's sure. It's a really weird number. I, no, I think up. it's actually 19 and, in advance. I'm like, what? And why 22 make, or 23. Why not just make it $20? Uh, I don't know. I don't but, And then Primo's is, is 15 and 20, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So now my question is to some of the wrestling fans I talked to, like Andrew St. Hilaire, LaRock. LaRock. And, and uh, beauty. There is a group of fans that have a have a fixed amount that they're willing to spend for a wrestling show. Yep. And they go to all the wrestling shows that fall in that range. So, are they going to go to the 35? I think the 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 get-in price, the cheapest ticket to the to the Burt is 35 if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. Yeah. So anyway, it's interesting. I think that they're going to get there. I love the hype video they put out today. I didn't like that it ended with the mother effer, like the straight curse. Yeah. That's the one thing I didn't like. But remember, this is not, this is, I think that's, is that that Richard Lavallee who produced that? No. Who's that? This that one produced? is produced in-house, it looks like. It's okay. black and white. So then I saw Scott post it, Scott Carnegie. Okay, so that makes me question it even more. I would, if that was a fan who had that ending to yeah. it. But you know what? I, I will say, hey, it shows Bobby Shink has some fire. Because in that last promo, he's just like, ho-hum, um, I'm the champion and I just, I wasn't feeling it. So he has, he's shown a little bit of fire in that. I don't oh, mind that. 
so I don't want to be critical of Bobby Schink because I actually think that the people have responded to him for a reason. Yep. But Tyler Colton is 10 times the talker. And yep. the problem is, is Tyler Colton is, I think he could go either way as a babyface or a heel. Like, it's not clear that he's a heel. And when you follow the storyline, his he's got a legitimate gripe. Apparently. So... And he's so just, you, a, can't, you can't really heal. He's not done anything that makes him a heel except right. be a tough guy who's trying to get, like, he's trying to beat the heck out of the guy who's standing yeah. in the way of what he wants. Yeah. There's nothing he's done that makes him a heel. So it makes you get behind a guy. Now, like the that. question is it puts Bobby Schink in a weird spot. That weird, the, the fan base of WPW loves Bobby Schink for the syrup. Will they, will the wrestling fan base, like the WWE, fan base the mainstream yeah fan the mainstream base. fan base will they take to tyler colton because he reminds them all of brock lesnar and if that's the case they're in trouble because they're gonna tyler colton's gonna very very much get over as a baby face yeah or will the character orange cassidy-esque yep be Good able analogy. to be able to carry his steam as the top baby face in this this is like when they did orange cassidy and wardlow on all elite and nobody benefited from it mm -hmm. because Wardlow was going in a top, like a really hot baby face, never been the same since. And orange Cassidy is like that, that cool gimmick that the, that, that male, that well, adult male audience. That's really AEW's crowd really likes orange Cassidy. It's an amazing dynamic. Get your tickets. Devin has done an amazing job booking this into a spot where I'm, I'm, I'm positive. I like what they've done. Because they have no idea what the fans are going to do. But I'll tell you what I would do. What I would do is you I said would... alternate finishes. I would have alternate finishes. Yep. And if you end up drawing a crowd that's buying Colton, I would put the audible in that Colton's going over. And if the if the loyalists of WPW are really pushing Bobby Shink, do not send them home disappointed. Let Bobby Shink somehow slide out as champion. And remember, there still is a rumble... There is a battle royal on that show. Which is the main event? I don't think it's the main event, but it is a battle royal, and there are a lot of names yet to be announced. That's like... Are you going in that one, too? In the battle royal? Wasn't well, it a rumble? I thought you. I thought that's the king of the comeback tour. Well, You're doing the, the rumble, to, rumble remember to remember for November. CWE. Are you going to yeah. do this rumble, too? We haven't... I haven't... <laughs> You look confused and frustrated <laughs> well, with the if question. You, <laughs> if you want me to really answer that question. You're not doing the, the WPW Rumble. If I was going to come back and do something, no offense to everybody in the Rumble, one, I wouldn't come back just to do a Rumble. Oh, so you're, okay. You're doing more than a Rumble. Well, and two, you know, have we had some discussions? We have. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really go anywhere, which, to be honest, I'm a little surprised at. Yeah. Um, I will say this. But that's their that's their. You loss. know what I will say? If they only get to 10, if they get to 1,000, and, and their goal was to get to 1,200, they're going to wish they had Shane Madison in a feature position. I'm, I'm going to say that straight out. But I respect them because they stuck to their vision. Yep. And... They have stuck to their vision. Jody Threat, yep. Lefisto. They're doing a great job. They're doing the people that they mm -hmm. that have got them to where they've gotten to today. And they're going to roll the dice with them. They're not adding Matt Cordona that I thought they should do. They're not adding a legend, mm -hmm. like a Canadian wrestling legend. They are saying, 
our fans are going to support this and the fans who have not been able to get a ticket are going to push us to our, this level. Yep. If they only end up with 800, they've succeeded. Yep. Sure. If they end up with 1200, they've really succeeded. What are we at for time producer, Chris? We're at 38 minutes. Mike, oh! Mike let me ask you a quick question yes. though. Cause you, you were just mentioning Matt Cardona and somebody actually asked me this and I've kind of, it totally blanked me, but they said, do you think if WPW announced Matt Cardona now, it would be worthwhile? And I said no for the same reason you already... It's getting tight to the day. But at the same time, they said, well, WFX back in the day didn't announce Jerry Lawler. Yeah, but we... Does WPW do that as a surprise to make it seem like anything could happen with WPW? WFX didn't need Lawler Very different. to push yeah, them over the we top. We had promoted unadvertised attraction, and I was out there saying, if you don't believe me, you are crazy. This is bigger than you think. And I built the unadvertised attraction. Right. I like that. And, yeah, and the whole reason idea. why we did that with Jerry Lawler was because I wanted them, I wanted the doubters to say, it can't be that big. He's got nothing. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a mid, it's going to be a mid card guy. Like, let's say at that time, I don't know. John, Just incredible. Yeah. Well, John, yeah, Tyson exactly. Tomko or yeah, something. Yeah. Someone like that. And I wanted people, people thought I was stupid for not letting the world know, but I already knew that our room held a thousand and we were on pace with sponsors to have 950 in the room. So I could like announcing Jerry Lawler and then telling 400 people, Hey, I can't, I can't sell you a ticket. Wouldn't have done me any good. But I then trained people that if I ever said the words unadvertised attraction, it could be Larry Zabisco, Teddy Hart, or Jerry Lawler or Bob Hawley. It's always going to be something that you're going to be proud that you got as a bonus. Real and quick, we should probably chat yes. about Cloud Nine. Another, oh yes, absolutely. Our final local uh, topic here had a show in Brandon, uh, up against some stiff, stiff competition in Canada, specifically in Manitoba, Winnipeg, the Banjo Bowl, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Saskatchewan Rough Riders game Saturday night. You know, kind of weather still nice outside. Um, it's the, a farming community. The, too. Ve the venue was very, very happy. That um, with the with the show, they're going to be booked back. Um, I guess three quarters through the show, Shaggy was telling me they went up to him and said, "Hey, man, we'd love to have you back." Uh, Silas Young didn't show up. He was an unadvertised. No, he was advertised. I don't. Yeah, was he? the Mentalo Silas Young was the main event. Okay. He even did an interview on local radio promoting okay. his appearance. Apparently, so. missed his flight. Yeah, which I've never missed a flight in my entire life. But yeah. whatever. Um, but you know what? The show was well-received, so uh, good job, Cloud9. One of our listeners, Zach Creaser, was there. He We put it on Facebook uh, this past week. Great review. He gave the main event of Mentalo versus Sean Martins, who stood in for Silas Young, 9.5. So if there is a video of this, Mr. Promoter of Cloud9, everyone should check out that match, Sean Martins versus Mentalo, because if one fan who is not as engaged... As a lot of fans, he's, he is a big wrestling fan, but he doesn't go to a lot of local events. If he's giving a main event 9.5 out of 10, that's pretty darn good. Uh, read his um, report, Zach Reesers. I'll, I'll put it back. I'll pin it to the top of the page this week so you can read that. But from Cloud9, that was Saturday, September 9th. And he said the show itself was well worth $20. He wished he'd signed up for Tangerine. Wonder, <laughs> wonder, wonder if Cloud9 mom was there. No, I don't think she was. Well, we have to go down to Bismarck to see her. I think that might be a road All right. trip in order. So coming up after the break, we're going to talk about WWE is now not an entity of itself. And we're also going to talk about PWI 500. 
This episode of Bee She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bee's She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bee's She's. That code is B E E Z S H E E Z. One word to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. I want to say something before we get going too far too fast uh winnipeg pro wrestling is still our darlings i did not mean to say anything and put shane madison on the spot in the last segment and he still loves them too of course um the pwi 500 used to be one of my favorite days i used to go out and buy the mark mag the day it came out i used to love the cover you were in that before i was 4 30 in 1997 i have that copy yeah i was ahead of jt atlas who's andy anderson <laughs> i was one behind matt hardy and well, really? Yes, I was. Dipping on his toes. Yes. Um, it, was an, it was an honor. It was... Uh, a work? Well, Vance Nevada, sent in <laughs> yes. a, Vance Nevada sent in a bio, and because he said I was the Canadian Unified Junior Heavyweight Champion and enjoying a heck of a winning streak this year, <laughs> they read it and they thought, this guy sounds legitimate, and they, they really... Throw they, him in there. They juiced my number. I was very happy about that. The year before that, I was 496 as Guy Incognito. Um, but it was a work. It was... And it is a work, but... Of course. This year, fun, the top three are Seth Rollins, John Moxley, nope. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Reigns John Moxley. John Moxley. Yeah. Yeah. John Moxley has no business in the top three, but he's very dependable. He he, deser- he deserves to be in the top ten only be because Seth Rollins he, does he not belong up. in the top. He does not belong in the top spot. Roman either. Reigns is number one. Roman. Well, let's we're going to talk about that. But it first, what your criteria, producer is. Chris, read us the top ten. Uh, let's go chronologically. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, John. Say Moxley. one, two, three. I, I just said chronologically. Okay, From one. Yeah, because someone's going to hear seven and not know it's seven. They're going to. Okay, here we go. One, Seth Rollins. Two, Roman Reigns. Three, John Moxley. Four, Gunther. Five. Gunther. Gunther. Yes. Great, great matches. El Hio del Vikingo is yep. number five. MG, That's crazy. MJF is number six. Okada is number seven. Number eight is Orange Cassidy. Yeah. So th- there you are. Uh, number nine, Josh Alexander. Number 10, Cody Rhodes. Cody okay, Rhodes so, sliding in at the end. Okay. So Josh Alexander was hurt for s- s- six months? A while, yeah. Okay. So Kenny Omega belongs in the top 10 because they had a similar length injury. Yeah. Where was Kenny Omega? In that? Um, they have Vikingo in there? Because they want international flavor. John Moxley does not belong number three in any top 500. Um, geez. And it, again, it depends what the criteria is. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know what the criteria is at all for it, but like, yeah, here's the criteria. The top 500 wrestlers, here's number one. There's no special criteria. They all get together as an editorial board, much like the three of us. So right now, let's go through it. Who would be your number one producer, Chris? Uh, out of the ones listed or just in general? Just in general. Um, Doesn't have to be in the top 10. 
Number one, that's a really, really tough one, but I would have to say Roman Reigns. I mean, how, how can you say anybody but Roman Reigns MJF. After, after last year? MJ, Roman Reigns didn't wrestle a lot of matches. But everything he's done is good. MJF yes. has been singing and dancing like a moron. Yeah, but it's based on the type of push you get in the company and the and the the type of matches. It's pretty much MJF has carried AEW as their top guy. Roman Reigns has carried WWE as their top guy. But you could argue Roman Reigns has a better supporting cast, right? Yep. Between better LA Knight, Cody Rhodes, he's got all all kinds of talent there to feed him as the top guy. So it's not quite like the worst number one I ever saw was Dean Malenko, quite honestly. And I like Dean as a wrestler, but he didn't belong at number one, right? right. And I think that was 96 or 97. That sounds about right. But realistically, it's Roman Reigns or it's MJF. And I would say MJF. You say Reigns. What do you say? Roman Reigns. Of course, because you anything WWE. Listen, is, WWE. who's the number one guy in the business? If you look at match quality, he doesn't work all the time. He's in the number That's one company. That's why he doesn't belong in the number one but spot. all this stuff's good. Less is more. Who, who draws more? Well, it's again, it's all a work. It's, it's, a, it's all it's, what it's the criteria all, it's subjective is. too. Like the, yes. But the number one guy in the business is Roman Reigns. But that is didn't not AJ disputed. Didn't AJ Styles end up number one when he was yep. in TNA one year? Not TNA. I think he was in New Japan. Okay. I want to say 2016 or something like that. I think okay. Seth Rollins should be in the top three, though. For sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I, he's a top five guy. Yeah. John Moxley is not. No. Yeah. And I would argue, but El Hio Del Vikingo. And he's a gymnastics guy. Yeah. He shouldn't be in the top. Yeah. Moxley would be like 10. He would slide in at 10 for Moxley me. and Cody Rhodes should be six and seven. Yeah. In my opinion, they're right in there. Maybe. And I don't like Moxley in the top 10. I, I like think the Omega belongs in there. there. Jo- I like the, the, you know what, why Josh Alexander is in there. Gunther should not be number four. Josh Alexander matches all year long. Yeah. But not, hell not number four. Longest I see. <laughs> maybe not number four. Josh Alexander's in there because they were like, who are we putting in in the top 10 from, from impact? And they decided Josh Alexander. But are they missing Alex Shelley, who had an amazing year for them? Like, I like that Alexander's in there, but he was injured just as long as Omega. So Omega yep. should have made top 10. Yep. Could you quickly look up where Kenny Omega was rated? Sure. Sorry to put you on the spot there. Um, but great discussion. Yep. MJF should be number one. And, you know, like, the the thing about it is it's been, one time Big Show was number one, if I'm not mistaken. Like no. I, don't I think, think so. in the mid '90s he was number one. No way. Yeah. No, he must have. He was probably up there. You're not. You're not going to believe this. Take, take a guess. Seventy-three. Who? Kenny Who Omega. Thirty. Have you read already? No, I don't know. Twenty-five. Okay. Oh. Name name the three before him. Three before him at twenty-two. Sami Zayn, which is way low for him, giving his here. Jackie Lee or Jake Lee, sorry. And Jake Chris, Lee. Who the hell is that? I have no idea. And then Chris Jericho at twenty-four. Kenny Omega at twenty-five. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, there's going to be a lot to say about that. That's all we're going to say about that. We yeah, already went we, long we, on PWI yeah. 500. Uh, WWE is no longer its own company. Endeavor has now merged it all together as TKO, which stands for what? TKO Holdings. Uh, I don't even know what it That's stands a, for. The stock symbol is TKO for you stock people out there. Yeah. It is. But it, it is... Uh, the knockout? T-O. Yeah, they just use TKO because it's knockout. Yeah. But they're, they're, I think the actual company is... The acronym doesn't, sound for, doesn't stand for anything. It's just yeah. TKO Holdings is yeah. what it's tra- trading as. But big day for WWE. You know, they had Dana White and, um, you know, all the big wigs. You know, Vince looking like he's uh, God. Spanish with that v- mustache. He looks like... What is he doing? He, he looks like I, he's trying to... It's ridiculous. Like he's trying to reinvent his identity 
And like, I think he thinks because looks like of, Chapo. Yeah, because he's dyed it. I think he thinks he looks younger with it. And then did you see that dark picture that's kind of animated where he's kind of just like kind of slouched in there? There's a guy on Instagram who's like doing gifts with him with like the do-rag on. Yes, and all and he looked like Gene Okerlund with the do-rag on. So good. He looks so old and here's uh, the problem. Like frail when he moves around. Well, he's a, a billionaire. So Nick Khan got $15 million as a bonus. I think, uh, Kevin or Kevin Dunn got seven million. Yeah. And Triple H got five million. Yeah. This is money. Hey guys, like we don't know what's going to happen. Here's your bonus. Hopefully, this all works. I will tell you this: there's a lot of whispers, and Maven got quoted for it. But there's been I've been hearing this for a while that Triple H and Stephanie tried their hardest to end up with this company. That that was that was their vision was that they were going to succeed Vince and that they were going to continue to run WWE for the next generation. Well, he's been removed from the board of directors. Triple H, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I think that's a formality. He's still in charge of creative. For sure. Yeah. But when Vince came back and basically told people this year, "Hey, I'm coming back because I'm going to take this company and sell it," that's why Stephanie said, "I'm out." Yeah. And Stephanie, yeah. she knew she had no chance. The thing is, yeah. this was an. This was very good for the McMahon family. They all made money with their stock. But when you're already rich, it doesn't, it's not about money. It's about, it's about succession. And there was nothing better than the, than WWE falling into the hands of the female next generation to run it to her, eventually her kids, potentially. There could have been 20 more years of WWE owned by the McMahons. And it's almost like Vince decided, nope, if I'm going out this way, I'm going to see to it. I control how it's going to go. I'm going to sell it to a big company that's going to allow me to still be a chairman, executive chairman. And he's still going to be the guy calling the ultimate shots in WWE until their market falls. And the parent company says, you're losing too much market. Now, interestingly enough, I'm hearing today that Fox has offered SmackDown an extension, but cutting their money. From Mm. three, is it $3 billion or whatever the money is? But Fox is willing to continue on with SmackDown, but they're cutting the money. That tells me they're not as serious. Which leads to Amazon potentially becoming, because they just got the Thursday night NFL package. The belief is Amazon's probably going to pick up WWE SmackDown. It's interesting. Thank God for IPTV. Yeah. Well, and it might not even be Amazon. I think the other one I heard was, uh, might've been, no, I don't think it was Disney. But anyway, that's that's the hmm. rumor right now is that well HBO Max is owned by Endeavor, so that's a possibility. But remember, there's going to be a lot of like there's going to be a lot of ripple effects happening from this merger. There's going to be a lot of like you know there was talk about travel departments. There's talk of marketing departments. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that are going to get fired. Right. There's going to be a lot of people. They're going to look for these synergies where they can merge and kind of double up on some of this stuff because there's some redundancy with these two companies. But um, do you know who the smartest guy in the last five years has been in that entire structure? Who? Bruce Pritchard. I'll tell you why. Because Bruce stayed loyal to Vince the whole way through. Vince goes and retires. Bruce just, you know, lays low, going to do his job, do whatever he can to make sure he doesn't get fired while Vince is gone. And now he's probably a filthy rich man in this in this 
And he's taken care of quite a, quite a turn from when he was calling you a couple years ago. Yeah. When him and I were talking about doing a project for APTN and he said, you need to get Wes Briscoe because Jerry, Jerry Briscoe is one of the best indigenous wrestlers in North America. Nobody knew that Jerry Briscoe was an indigenous wrestler. He said, Wes Briscoe should be your top guy. He gave me a lot of great advice and we used to talk a lot. And then he launched his podcast, became a big star and I no longer mattered to him. It happens to me all the time. It's like, uh, it's like mental low. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People forget about me. But anyway, uh, what's your prediction? Will WWE be in a better place one year after this merger? Or do you think that they will be the same? Or do you? Far better. I have a, the way the cards are laying company wise. Far I don't better. think LA Knight can possibly derail right now. He is hot like you would not believe. And he, mm. Apparently, he is signed for money or five years. He's, yeah. he's right, right on the doorstep of signing for a big contract. I heard they were far apart on dollars. The, the, that's that? That, I've heard that too, but I've heard that they've made some inroads. So, okay. but he wants he wants a payday, I and he deserves it. You know what? I just think, I think he's the guy that's going to end Roman Reigns. Nope. No, no, I, it's going to be Cody. I just think See, this, they're a little bit gun shy on yes. LA night. You know what I love about this? This would be a big mistake. Cody Rhodes is the handpicked guy. When they got him from all elite, they said, this is going to be our top guy. The people have chosen LA Knight. They've chosen Cody too. Do not go against the people. If in the next two months, the people will then will make their choice. We'll clear. know by Royal Rumble. Yes. But it's L.A. Knight. Well, let me, I don't, let me I, because I, it's I organic what happened with L.A. Knight. I know it's organic. But WWE it's, did not say one year from now this guy is going to be one of our top guys. In fact, they were doing things to try to try to you know keep him in the mid card. They're organically working with Cody to continue to be over the too. The problem with Cody is he it's all polish. Has he has it's he started not to cool, natural? Though. Has he started to cool? Because for me, Cody's starting to cool, and I'm starting to hear with the crowd reactions that he's cooling uh, a bit. I would I don't say maybe a plateau. I wouldn't say cooling. Plateauing would, right now is dangerous. That's I would Lex say, Luger. I would say LA Knight is not getting, he's not getting Steve Austin level reactions when he goes out there. No. He's getting good reactions, but I think, I don't know. I just know I've seen this a million times from this company. Yeah. I just see, I just see them getting, I mean, we'll know no, for no, sure. Actually, in the Rumble. you haven't seen it a million times because I can take you back to WrestleMania 10 that was Lex Luger's spot. Vince McMahon thought it was Lex Luger's spot. It became Bret Hart's spot because Lex Luger had no gas left in the tank. If Cody can't find a way to refuel and become the people's person without it being all, all polish, he will not get to mania they, because he's going to be a year late when it's his turn because it was his turn last year. He does not have the gas in the tank to still be that guy come I mania. Know. I don't know. I'm interested. I don't know if I'm I agree with to that. see it play out though. Yeah. I think you're going to find it's LA Knight's it's right now it's LA Knight's spot based on momentum unless they find a way to get Cody hotter. And I think it's Cody Rhodes' spot, but it's it could be LA Knight's if he continues to get hotter. Yeah. That's yeah. that's how I feel it is. And where do guys like Logan Paul and guys like that, Gunther, where do they fall in? I could see Gunther wrestling Brock Lesnar. That'd yeah. be a great match at WrestleMania. Is he still IC champion at Mania? I don't know. I'm see, not sure. I see him being next in line when they go to the babyfaces champion. He's the next in line to run as the top heeled into SummerSlam. But even if he was the Intercontinental Champion, I could see Brock Lesnar 
going for the Intercontinental Championship just because that championship now has some prestige behind it. Now it that does. somebody's yeah. held it, it, it this long. It hasn't meant this much since the early 90s. Yeah, and it's hard to win it now. Yeah. Yes. In the early 90s, a guy did not go from heavyweight champion to Intercontinental. Ugliest belt. Right. Ugliest belt ever. All right. The new IC belt. Terrible. Now, what did NXT do in this overrun that you were very excited about? Well, I mean, we talk about ratings, and we talk about AEW kind of going in the in the wrong direction. We have WB going in the other direction. So NXT with Tiffany Stratton losing the NXT Women's Championship to Becky Lynch, probably an attempt to push more tickets for No Mercy on September 30th in Bakersfield, California. They'll probably do the the rematch there. But they did over a million... Um, a million viewers for the overrun of NXT, which went eight minutes over on Tuesday night. So that's a massive number. Yeah. I mean, I think AEW did 888 this week. And, you know, I think... Uh, 888,000? Yeah, which is both the same as they yeah. did last week. And, of course, we're talking dynamite here. Um, NXT's probably, I think they're like 700s and something, but a million dollar, a million person overrun is... Significant. Yeah, it means that they drew people when they needed to get them in the main event. Right. So they're trying um, to they're trying to heat up NXT to make it an alternative brand by having some of these main roster guys come on. Now, if the trade is Adam Copeland to All Elite in return for Jade Cargill, who wins that draw? Who wins that trade? I would say because Jade Cargill is probably going to WWE, and I believe Adam Copeland's going to All Elite. I would say, and you're going to laugh at me because you're going to say I'm drinking the WWE Kool Aid. Yes, I am. I would say uh, WWE wins absolutely because they're getting the more relevant younger star. Yeah, right. I would say so. Too. I will say yeah. Jade Cargill. From what I know, she's a big family person. She has no appetite for going to NXT first unless something has changed. Maybe the money has changed. Um, bring her up onto the main roster. I don't see that happening. So um, I think she'd be a great fit there. She looks like a star. She did a clean job for Chris uh, Statlander on Rampage. Yeah. So it looks like she's on her way out. But Adam Copeland, we haven't heard anything yet as far as is he destined for AEW. I'd love to see it, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Tony the Supermark, Bunny Mark Khan <laughs> loves Adam Copeland. He is going to shoehorn him into a title match the second he gets his name on a contract. I think Adam Copeland versus MGF is going to be good for business because it's a bona fide baby face chasing a bona fide heel. There is something to that when you book, when you need, when you've never done it right with booking and then it's given to you on a silver platter, don't mess this up. Have Adam Copeland come in, go face to face with MGF and say, I'm a Hall of Famer, bitch. I don't care what you have to say. At the pay-per-view, when I wrestle you, I'm going to be the champion because you'll never be a Hall of Famer. You're just cheap talk and no no wrong. But that's them relying on, I'm a WWE Hall of Famer. Just say the words Hall of Famer. I know, but that's them leaning on that WWE storyline. But how about this? Chicago Survivor Series. Could we see CM Punk there? I don't know if he's got a no-compete. Nick Khan said this week, we have it's nothing work. but... He's not going to... We have nothing but respect for Phil, is what he said this week. Uh, yeah. I, I see it happening for a number Nick of reasons. Nick Khan wasn't there when Phil left, so he has no... But that's what he said. Yeah, that's that'd be like Jeff was. Dick talking about something. I'm just saying. Number one, it's a, as we just talked about, it's not WWE anymore. It's a different company. It's, it's a co- still called WWE. Yeah, no, it's also owned by Endeavor, that, that where Phil worked with the UFC. Yeah. He also worked for Fox. Yeah. You, you know... There so, might be an appetite. I mean, we never say never in the business. A, a, For me, you I said never last week. I would be shocked if CM Punk went but there. But you were drunk. I was drunk. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I, I, I think. I mean, listen. Stranger things have happened, right? Hogan's come back after a very tumultuous time with Vince. But I mean, this is a little bit different. I mean, there's 
this, I think the NWO coming back yeah. was kind of a similar situation. So if, I think times have changed. If I'm WWE and I've got so much hot, like yeah, so much momentum. And I know I can control CM Punk. He's not going to pull the stuff he's pulling there because yep. the hierarchy, the way it is, I put him on there. I, there, you can never have too much talent. for sure. Well, disagree. Bret Hart jumped to WCW, and that was too much talent. And then they, they went, or, they died. Or Edge later. going to AEW. If it happens, are you confident they'll know what to do with him? I'm not. I just told you what to do with him. They if they are they going to do that? Up, no, if they, no, they'll be playing patty cakes in the ring. They're already messing up Daniel Bryan. All the they again. need, they get him on the contract at three o'clock in the afternoon on live Dynamite this Wednesday. MJF's in there spouting off about Samoa Joe, and all of a sudden, Adam Copeland walks out and says, "Well, it won't be this Wednesday. His contract's not up till the end of the month." Well, as soon as he you get his contract, Wrestle Dream October first, you get pay-per-view. his name on the contract that day, and you do it that night. And I am coming to be the AEW World Champion because that belt is you know, the belt I want, and and that's how you do it. Um, Ohio Valley Wrestling is now on Game Show TV. Game Show TV owned by Anthem. I was setting my PVR this week. Did you watch it? I watched. Uh, I watched an episode. Yeah. How was it? It's okay. It's not bad. I mean, there's there's a there's a couple guys on there that are man really good. Cal Hero. No, his name was Eric. Eric something. I can't remember his name, but uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. If you have, I don't know if you. I I have Shaw Cable, so I get Ohio Valley Wrestling on Game Show. TV. Geez, she's, Geez, she's TV. Tees, V's. Owned by our friend Leonard Asp. Leonard. Hello, Leonard. Hello, Leonard. Hello, Leonard. Um, yeah, check it out. PVR. It's uh, I, There was two episodes on for some reason, so I checked it out. I also checked out the Wrestlers documentary on Netflix. There are seven episodes up there now. I We're going to talk about it next week. Well, I don't I know if there's... to watch one. I don't know if there's more. I'm going to try and binge watch it. I'm going to try to do it with my, with my wife. She might... Uh, Maybe uh, she'll get into it. That might backfire. Warm her up a bit. That might backfire because she didn't take take it well that I was <laughs> I was getting back in the ring. Yeah. So what we'll is see. the story on All In's turnstiles? So All In, they just released. I guess I don't know if it's the police department or whoever released the actual numbers for the <laughs> for the pay per view. The and Stooges. A, and apparently, the it was Stooges. Ten thousand people less. So now there's speculation that WrestleMania 32 actually still holds the attendance record. Oh. So Will Osprey. <laughs> it's he got a tattoo of the attendance on his arm and he was jobbing himself out on he's ten thousand over yeah with with a uh post that has been removed actually but it was pretty funny when he had it up there he got this tattoo so so how did this happen tony khan believed they had a you who would kn- have to believe you were setting a record if you're gonna who knows this what is like ben johnson running on steroids bragging about setting the world record for the 100 meter are they counting comps are they counting employees in the building are they counting are they counting what they want to draw i who knows what they're counting but apparently the number is seventy-one thousand and change so i've told not you, 81 okay this was like a quick hit segment but i told you what we did to get the pcw commencement a cool number we did not count 1,700 heads or 1,500 heads. The guy who ran the venue looked at the seats and said, well, there's 1,500 there, and you're way more than 75 full. And how much do you have on the floor? And we said 400. And he said, I don't see too many empties. That's how we got the number. Yeah. But that's not how – Tony Khan announced it before the day, so he has no idea. He was projecting. Poor Tony. That's so funny. Poor Tony. The t- billionaire money mark. There you go. Um, what time is it? It is time now for the mailbag. If you'd like to get your questions on the mailbag, send them to us at totalbshees at gmail.com or hit us up on the social media. Welcome. You've got mail. The mailbag is replete, full 
with two questions this week. Uh, first question was actually asked from a friend of the show at a wrestling show, Scott Carnegie. Yep. Asked, what is your guys' thoughts on referees wearing gloves during a match? You might have seen some referees are now wearing the uh, neoprene or the, uh, it's the the plastic gloves. The latex gloves. latex gloves during the matches. Yep. Uh, how do you guys feel about it? Uh, we'll start with Mecca. So so now what, what you've seen lately is when referees, and I really like this question actually, um, when you see referees, if there's color in the match, somebody's bleeding, they pull... The policy now is they have latex gloves in their pockets and then they put the gloves on um, so that I guess they don't get blood on them, Uh, which is a great idea. That never used to happen uh, before. I personally like um, if a referee was to wear latex gloves all the time, black specifically latex gloves, because I think it adds a little bit more of an element of legitimacy and danger. Like you're seeing a fight there could be blood at any minute type of thing. The flip side is I understand why they, you know, take them out when there's color. Cause then it's like, Oh, there's color the refs putting on gloves. It makes it more serious. So I understand that thought process, but personally UFC, the referees wear the gloves all the time. There's a bit more of an element of danger. I would like to see, I just think it's a cool idea. Referees should wear, wear latex gloves. So they're not fumbling around with them and putting them on during a match. So, in my time, referees use their hands to express themselves, mm-hmm. pointing at a wrestler, doing the counts, right? So I guess as long as that isn't impacted by the gloves, mm-hmm. then it's still okay. Um, I think referees in wrestling should not overthink it. Go back to an era when Earl Hebner and Tommy Young and iconic legendary referees were a big part of the match in the way that they did false finishes in the way that they were always in position in the way that they carried themselves. I think if you do that and you focus on that, you'll do far better than thinking about the way that the role evolves. Uh, The gloves with color. Yeah. You should pull the glove out and put it on because you may have to touch the guy's forehead, you know, depending on how bad, how bad the cut is, or you may have to try to wipe him down with a towel or whatever it might be. Um, but I don't think that they should wear the glove the whole match. Personally, I think it's. I, I think that's. I think it's going it, to change the role of the ref. The role of the ref is to be part of the story. Very many refs forget this. Um, Tommy referees should be studying Tommy Young, Earl Hebner, and guys from that era were really important back in the day. So that's my my take on it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on the same page as you, Mike. I I like that they pull them out for the blood. I feel like it adds drama to it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. You're not wrong either. It's just yeah. just a preference yep, really. for sure. Um question Gr- great two, conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Question 2 comes from John. Uh, he says if you guys could watch a wrestling match anywhere, anytime, any era, any venue, what would it be? That's a really, really good question, John. The venue or the match? A- the any of it. A- any of it. It could be any of it. Any it's match, be any venue, venue anywhere. So whatever. <laughs> Mike, do you want to answer for me? One match in history. <laughs> you oh, can I watch. know your answer. You should say it. What's your What's your answer, Chris? Uh, Hogan Andre. Just because it's... That's not the way the question was asked. The question was asked... The question was asked, venue? any venue, anywhere, anytime, any era. But any yeah, match? But why, any what, match. Oh, so. Any match, anywhere, anytime, oh. any era. Okay, I just thought it was just the venue. No, any match, okay. anywhere, anytime. So it's wide open. Any match that has ever happened in the history of the world, hmm. you can go and watch it. Okay. 
I don't, I'm, that's very complicated to get right down to a match. I'm just going to say that I, I would pick Chalmers Community Club because that's where I did you. No, for me. Watch yourself? Yeah. Would you watch yourself? How about against me? Brass knucks in a box match at Bumper's Bar. For me, it would easily be Dallas Sportatorium, be Freebirds, be Von cool. Eriks. I would like to see how that crowd the, was, but the, the, cage I, match? the match isn't the important part. So that was number three for me. Just be in the venue. Yeah, that was cool. number three for you. Would, would, have, would have been the Von Eriks WCC. W number two would have been Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler in Memphis, uh, as I've mentioned, affinity for that. And then, of course, number one, Hogan and Andre, just because it's unreal. At the Silverdome. At, yes, at the Silverdome, of course. I'll go, uh, of course, I'll go Madison Square Garden. Of course. For the venue. Because it's WWE and that's it's, all you care about. I, no, that's not all I care about. It's <laughs> not all I care about. But that is a little known fact. People used to ask me, where did I get my name from, my wrestling name? Shane, because I like it. Madison, because the best place in the world to wrestle is Madison Square Garden. And Madison Square Garden is known as the Mecca of professional wrestling. That's where I got the name from. So I would always love to... I've been to Madison Square Garden. I have not watched a wrestling show there. I would. And so that's my venue. If I'm picking a match, I'll pick a famous one from MSG. I'll go Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart, SummerSlam 91. Okay, and your, wow. and your uh, second choice would be La Rendezvous in Winnipeg. No, Morse Place. Oh, Morse Place. Air, watch the air conditioner unit. There you go. All right, that's our mailbag for this week. Again, you want to get your questions on, reach out to us on social media. We are not on threads yet, Mecca. Damn. Not, not yet. But we are doing something new with the event center. Mecca, tell us about that. This is awesome. So we were come, trying to come up with uh, some sort of a creative way to uh, do this contest. And our good friends at the world-famous Palomino Club, uh, Scotty Townsend, best bartender in town, just one drink. I'll see him this Saturday night for Adam West's birthday party. And um, he appreciates um, the compliments and the shout-outs that we give to the PAL and all the wonderful staff there. So he's provided us with four $50 gift cards wow. for the bar. A $50 bar tab. Wow. Plus, with every gift card, there are two VIP passes, good for, I believe, yourself and a friend so 50 bucks two vip passes so four you can get in through the back door 50 dollar bar tab all you have to do is listen to the event center and you'll notice every week we have different music in the background it is entrance music for a specific wrestler if you can identify whose music that is you will win a $50 bar tab at the world-famous Palomino Club and two VIP passes, but you got to go drinking with me. That's the only stipulation. And with that, let's go to the event center. This is your Bishi's Wrestling Event Center. We start in British Columbia. Friday, September the 22nd, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Victoria. Friday, September 22nd, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Langford. Saturday, September 23rd, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Parksville. Saturday, September 23rd, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling is in Nanaimo. Saturday, September 23rd, All-Star Wrestling is in Vancouver. Sunday, September the 24th, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Layward. We move to Alberta. Friday, September 22nd, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Calgary. Friday, September 22nd, Can-Am Wrestling is in Okotoks. Saturday, September 23rd, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Delwood. And Saturday, September 23rd, Can-Am Wrestling 
is in Calgary. Into Saskatchewan, Friday, September 22nd. Best Entertainment Wrestling is in North Battleford. Saturday, September 23rd. Best Entertainment Wrestling comes to Warman. And finally, in Manitoba, Saturday, September 23rd. CNWEA is in Winnipeg. And that is your BG's Wrestling Event Center. Lucky number 13 events I count in the event center. Well, it's actually only going to be 12 because there ain't no way CNWEA is going to run a show. Come on. I just don't Aren't see Aren't you a glasses it. half full kind of guy? Uh, I'm a realist. You don't think Louie and Rob Steele are going to pull it off this time? You know, Mark Merrick is going to make, Graham Keem is going to make a lot of money if that ring goes there. Wait, before we move on, I want to challenge you guys to something quickly. What? If CNWEA actually has a show, like let's say, say a couple days before the show, fast. we have to go. No. If, well, <laughs> we're going to show up and the ring will be, the, the, the show will be canceled. I wish this was a video because the look on your guys' faces, <laughs> right? It was like I said, guess what? Christmas is canceled. Yeah, oh, man. I do not want. Uh, but on the flip side, we talk CNWA. What's now, the polar opposite of that? Our friend, Eric Cannon, who I had as a wrestler in WFX, he was actually one of the first uh, people interviewed on this show. Uh, he runs something called First Wrestling in, in Minneapolis, and they, I can't believe it, they've done Mall of America now twice for Saturday Night Nitro. They've over, the success of it, two sellouts in a row annually, they've already signed for 2024. Saturday Night Nitro returns September 7th, which is a Saturday in Minneapolis, in Bloomington at the Mall of America. So it'll be Saturday Night Nitro for the third time. Another one you won't be able to see because of the Banjo Bowl. I have a feeling Banjo Bowl is but that day. Did you see the pictures, though, with, like, there's four, four rows. floors. Yeah, four, four levels. In the yeah. mall, and packed people just watching. I am so proud of that, That's man. so awesome. So proud of them. I have said that our friends in, in Top Talent in Edmonton, need to try to get West Edmonton Mall. Speaking of Edmonton, Love Wrestling just announced that they are partnering with the Edmonton Oil Kings. I saw that. They're going to be huge. running a show at at, at uh, Rogers, Rogers Place, Place in Edmonton. So that's impressive too. So That's insane. Hey, if they can Good get venues them. like that in Edmonton, Winnipeg has to step it up. Uh, and fans have to go to the Burt to check out WPW. Rumble at the Burt this October. with another edition of the Stampede Wrestling Show. 